Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from Fugly Fomorians to Fantastic Forces. And today, we're talking about the Genasi. Okay, Brian. Okay, we well. we have done it. We have finally, finally done it. What have we done? We've made it out of the player's handbook. Whoa! <laughs> yes, we're covering our first race that is not in the PHB. Crawling and scratching. <laughs> we have made it, everybody. Yes, indeed. All right. Um, which isn't to say we've actually finished the PHB. There's still one race in the PHB we haven't done. I just feel like uh, we'll probably talk about that at a later date. Humans can get their episode later. Keep one in the chamber for that. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, but today we're talking about the Genasi, or the Genesee, or the Genesee, or the Genasi. I actually don't know how to pronounce the word and didn't bother to look it up, but I've always called them the Genasi, so I don't think that's going to change. Depending on how you roleplay them, I prefer Genasti. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so the Genasi, for people who don't know, are um, humanoid creatures that are basically humans with that have been imbued with... Uh, elemental power specifically a single element one of the the the, the four basic four classic, right yeah one yeah. of the classic four usually earth wind water fire <clears throat> yeah yeah exactly heart um no just kidding no not heart um there used to be a fifth one in fourth edition and there have been others in other editions and oh storm whatnot. yeah storm was storm in fourth was really edition cool. yeah um now they're the way genasi uh come about um varies a little bit from from setting to setting um the the most common one and the reason they're named the Genasi is they're usually um have some sort of genie ancestry. Right, okay. Now genies in D and D are very elemental based. Right. Their coloring is kind of in, in line with what Genasi look like. Right, yeah. Genasi look a lot as like As far as like monster manual depictions and, and players handbook stuff. 
Right, exactly. Um, and and genies in D and D they kind of come in four flavors, one for each of the the classic elements. Uh, again, air, fire, earth, and water. Um, now, the, let's talk a little bit about genies before we get into genasi, just so we have that kind of foundation set. Okay. So genies in D and D usually come from the elemental planes, which there are four elemental planes plus a fifth plane that kind of connects them all and is represented. Uh, represents all four of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's a plane of water, plane of air, plane of earth, and plane of fire. And the way a, g- a genie is said to be born is a sentient spirit um, fuses itself with uh, innate elemental magic of this realm. Ooh. And the creature that is born from this bond... Um, Lives it, in a bottle. No. Oh. <laughs> no. But it is a genie. Okay. Although, I, and I suppose you could trap a genie in a bottle, much like the classical Arabian tales. But yeah, I have a very limited knowledge of what a genie really is. Yeah, uh, I've and, watched Aladdin, the movie, Robin right, Williams. And, Hell yeah, and Robin Williams, genie, uh, named and dubbed genie, would actually fall into the air genie uh, uh, categorization, uh, which they're called jinn uh, or genie. Yeah, uh, in this game. Um, which oh yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, so they come in four flavors. The air ones are called jinn. The fire ones are called ifriti or ifrits. Um, the water ones are called Marids, and the uh, earth ones are called Daos. Okay. Um, all of these names are derived from ancient pre-Islamic, like, Arabic mythology. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, generally speaking, in, in these old Arabic folktales, like, most genies outside of, like, the ones trapped in a lamp that would grant your wishes are pretty much evil and very dangerous. And I think that it, that follows in this game as well. Genies are very dangerous in this game and very powerful. They're the type of thing you would make a warlock pact with. Now, yes. Now, following uh, following the uh, canon of our podcast that we do and, yeah. and what we've covered, I have learned that uh, evil in D&D <clears throat> is represented in a multitude of forms. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of evil are you? Are you fey evil? Are you <laughs> are you uh, uh, great old ones evil? Are you uh, your typical? I'm a human and I'm just going to be a murderous a bum. Yeah, e- uh, evil comes in many flavors yes. in this game, uh, and it definitely out uh, outnumbers good in a lot of ways. Genasi, <coughs> excuse me, not genasi, but genies aren't. Sorry, some genies are just straight up evil. Like okay. Dao and Ifrits are fucking evil, like super evil. Meanwhile, like Merids, they're nasty creatures and they're very selfish, but they're technically chaotic neutral. And then uh, Jin are technically chaotic good, but they're also troublemakers and very mischievous. And much like the Fae, these creatures are very alien minded and it's they don't have it. the same type of morality that mortals would have. Okay. Um, uh, and they live in their own moral, moral bubble. Pretty much. Um, also like much like a lot of the other like powerful creatures in this game, they have massive egos and they think they're like the center of the universe. And, um, and, uh, and so the way that they're related with Genasi is it's said that sometimes they, they exit the elemental planes and they go to wander the mortal world in mortal form. And sometimes they fornicate and the beings that are born as of things that do as things do. <laughs> and the beings born from that were Genasi. Okay. Um, so it's not a, um, because we have like Dragonborn and and what did we end up discussing on Dragonborn about how they came about? Were they born of like humans and dragons? Right. That that's is one that's of the one interpretation of how they could be. The so, other is they were like a slave race created by dragons. So created by dragons. Yeah. So this is a completely kind of different take on 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 that. So it's uh, two 
uh, genies get together and mm-hmm. do their deeds and Genasi are born is what you're saying? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Genasi are born from a mortal and a genie. Oh, it is yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, genies sorry, I misunderstood you. Genies actually don't pair with each other. Any That's another thing about genies. And I don't want to talk too much because genies are going to get their own episode. But genies don't like each other. Yeah. Very egocentric. Uh, genies are, uh, they, they view themselves as nobility. Oh. And they like to have followers that serve them i see they love to be served they love oh. to live in their palaces and their mansions and they How view themselves as, okay. as kings nice and queens um but anyways genasi are only born of a mortal and a genie got it okay um, now i think the the lore behind genasi has kind of uh developed to the point where there's enough of them where they're they're kind of their own race now they just genies don't really come into it as often right um it's just genasi have children with other with other genasi yes and now they've established their own communities and societies exactly exactly and and like if an air genasi and a fire genasi have a child it could be either got it okay um uh, i think it might even could be something else technically another another way genasi are said to come about is if there's some sort of planar phenomenon when a child is born it might influence it into becoming a genasi like i i I don't know, like a, a terrible rainstorm or or maybe like a child born during a magically induced uh, like sea storm might be born a water genasi or something along Whoa, those lines. Whoa, yeah. like there's just a lot of that magical uh, elemental energy mm-hmm. hovering around. Exactly. Now your baby's something else. Exactly. So. Surprise. So there Man, it is. Babies are highly at risk in D&D. Always. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're like constantly in danger. You don't know if a, a hag is going to come steal it. You don't know if a storm's going to change it into different species. You public, don't know what's service, happen. public service announcement for uh, fantasy people of any campaign setting. Watch your infants. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so they are. OK, so we, we have our four normal elements. We have fire, water, earth and air. There are also. um six para elements which i think this is really interesting in D&D that i've i've only seen this in D&D and i think it's really cool um between the four planes um of air water earth and fire the planes touch and when they touch they influence each other and create like a a a plane that like lies somewhere between the two okay so for example the, when the place where the plane of air and the plane of water touch it creates a icy plane of existence called the Frostfell, Ooh. where um, water and earth touch. I think it's water and earth. It creates like a, a like an endless bog, if you will, Swampy. called, the, called yeah. the plane of ooze. Ooh, okay. Um, and because of that, there are six para elements that fall between the four, and they are as follows. There's dust, ice, magma, ooze, smoke, and steam. I was going to ask if steam was one of them. What if that, yeah, what fire if that and fire water. touched that water? Exactly. There's a, there's a plane of steam. and uh, I'm a steam Nazi. <laughs> ah. Yeah. In, in, in second edition and third Fear edition, me. you can have those. Yeah. Fear my sauna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Trap you in this room what for a hours. Weird, like, I'm a steam genasi. What a weird character choice. But that's cool. <laughs> fear, fear this electronic, de- or not electronic, fear this device I've built that runs on a rail. I power it with my energies. There it's you a go. train. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> um, now those don't exist yet in fifth edition, and I actually didn't. I think I think I, the magma one specifically exists in fourth edition, but for completely different reasons. Um, 
in fourth edition, they dropped all the para elements. They kept the four original elements, and then they just randomly added storm, which is the best one as far as I'm concerned. But um, <laughs> for no reason, there's just there's a storm one now. We're not going to explain this. There's no, there's no storm genies that I know about. Yeah, like, just there's no one. storm plane of existence that I know about. It always caught me off guard that they like. I know the powers and stuff are really cool, and like they they translate well to D and D, but mm-hmm. th- as far as explaining it, I never saw any kind of explanation. So. <laughs> That, very yeah. interesting. And then they instantly dropped it for 5th edition, and now we just got the basic four again. Right. And I have a feeling that we're going to see the six para elements uh, reemerge in this edition just because 5th edition is very traditional, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not going to pull a lot of the new stuff, like the newer lore that came out in 4th edition. They're going to go back to, well, this is what it originally was, so we're going to pull from there. Okay. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So let's actually talk about the Genasi as yes. a people. So they tend to live in either the mortal plane or... Uh, the elemental plane? The elemental plane that corresponds with their element. Uh, more commonly, they're going to live in the mortal world because the elemental planes suck. Um, <laughs> they're a really dangerous place to live. And most Genasi have terrible relationships with their genie parents. Yeah, and you don't want to just live in a plane of fire because that sounds hazardous to mortal skin. Right. Um... So, they vary wildly, I've seen, in appearance. Um, Not just because each element looks drastically different from the other, but just, like, across the editions, like, I've seen, like, sometimes Air Genasi have hair. Sometimes they have, like, wispy, like, wind for hair. Sometimes they have, like, crystals for hair. Like, it just varies. Like, like thick locks that float, kind of, like... Yeah. Like, the wind is constantly influencing or, like, coming from them, almost. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Sometimes I've seen Air Genasi with green skin, other times with blue skin, other times with silver skin. Like, it seems to just wildly vary. It really just depends on what you want them to look like. Yeah. In 4th edition, they really stress that there were these... uh, Elemental magic lines, uh, what were they called? It started with an S. Um, uh, not schisms, they were called uh, Suldar. That's what they were called. And uh, they would just line their arms and legs and chest and whole body. Oh, shoot. Okay. And uh, I, there was a different color for each element. I don't remember what they are. But um, but those seem to have dropped now. In 5th edition, they don't have those anymore. Okay. Um I've seen where uh, water genasi... Water genasi are probably the most likely to have hair for some reason. They're the most likely depicted with hair. But sometimes they have green skin. Sometimes they have blue skin. Sometimes they have scaly, like, fish type Yeah, skin. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I think um, um, the one in the player's handbook kind of has got some um, some fins going on. Yeah, and that's cool. I've seen I've seen that as well. Also nice that, flavor. Although that kind of treads on, like, some other races, like the Tritons, which are blatantly, like, aqua people. Okay, um, yeah, like, for Genasi, like, an air Genasi is kind of, um, like, it's air, there's wind, and yeah. the, and that's pretty much what you got. Mm-hmm. Clouds, I guess, maybe, it's technically water, I guess, I don't know, but yeah. for, for yeah. a water Genasi, there's a lot of variation, are you... Like based off of the ocean, the lake, the river, right? The, like the storms and rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is your like? How you were saying with the um, like your baby's born during a, an ocean storm becomes mm-hmm. a water genasi. What could that right. look like? Yeah, yeah, and that could affect it. Um, I th- I think it most commonly genasi uh, uh, depict their element in its purest state. Um, fire genasi sometimes have flames for hair. Other times they just yeah. have hair that's like red. Definitely um, cool. Like if you're if you're chill, like a ponyta. Like if you're chill with ponyta, you oh can yeah. totally touch <laughs> yeah, ponyta. Absolutely. And if you're a fire genasi and and you like somebody, they can run their hands through your hair and it's fine. Yeah, and, and it'll be fine. <laughs> or a last resort, and you want to do a d four damage, you can headbutt somebody. 
and maybe it would burn the shit out of their eyes. Yeah. Well, that's another <laughs> thing uh, is each each Nazi gets certain features that uh, depict like their elements magic or magic of their element, and mm-hmm. the fire ones usually get sort of fire damage spell of some cool. sort. Yeah, really cool. Um, Earth Genasi are usually bald. But I've also seen where it's like they got like almost like stony ridges. Yeah, so, I've seen them with uh, dreadlocks and like yeah, I've seen that cool, too. I love the flavor for the Earth Genasi that they write in the player's handbook. They're they've like always got some kind of dirt clad on them or like dust coming off them, like pig, yeah. pig pen from Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. You're just always dirty. You just always got you, that. There's earth nothing on you. you can do about it's like, it. Where the fuck did this even come from? Yeah, I've been just, in this tavern all night. You just always have mud on your uniform, no matter what you do. Um, <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> oh wait <laughs> sometimes uh like sometimes earth genasi have brown skin sometimes they have like gray or black skin sometimes their skin is metallic sometimes it's stony like it really just depends on how you want to flavor it and i kind of like that uh i like that the this one race could just look and be so many things it's really cool um let's talk about the psychology of genasi they tend to be a very wild and changeable and adaptable and chaotic race, mm-hmm. much like their elements. And each one kind of varies in, in psychology uh, depending on their element. But um, they're very ambitious people. Uh, they're all about uh, betterment of self. They're almost to a point of being self-obsessed in a way. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of Genasi uh, come across as selfish because of that. But they're all about... Um, talent and they're all about uh skill and because of that like genasi societies tend to be a meritocracy where it's like your station is based off the merit of your talent and your abilities Mm -hmm. so it leads to like a society with like i like to say it's a society of no nobles just rock stars nice where everyone's like and because of that they're super into the arts a lot of the time they're oftentimes genasi are like great sculptors or artists and not the same way that like elves and dwarves are like we kind of talked about how they're traditionalists have like hone their art yeah genasi are always like innovating and trying something new and different and like trying to redefine the genre of whatever <laughs> the hell it is they're doing they're modern uh, modernizing everything yeah they modernize everything like they're always like at the cutting edge so like you're <laughs> if you're a squad of uh sailors maybe your mm-hmm. boat captain is your most skilled sailor yeah probably yeah that's, so that's, that's exactly how i i think it would go um and, uh, or the head of the art school is like the most innovative or like most yeah. skilled sculptor. They or highly whatever. prize that kind of stuff. Right. And, okay. and I kind of get it. I think it's really cool. Um, also, because of like their ability to adapt and like this kind of like ambition and pursuit of self betterment, they're really, really on par with humans when it comes to like innovation and and adaptability and all that which is Just something that, humans are known for that general getting shit done mentality yeah exactly genasi uh if if they weren't so few in number they probably would dominate much the way humans do yeah what, what um are we getting into uh like the societies that each uh element holds like as far as numbers and as far as uh, structure goes are we getting into that later or no we, we can talk, talk about, about it now because like there's really nothing to established um i mean forgotten realms has Genasi, and they have like I know that there's uh, the city of Erisper, which has uh, the the queen Erethane, and they're like a full blown city with a queen and whatnot. Nice, but like, and is it all the Genasi blended together, living together in Erisper? Yeah, but also I've seen where they're more like just they keep to their element. Yeah, like the air Genasi live here, and the water Genasi live here, and yeah, so on. I've seen that as well. I mean, that's pretty common. I've also seen where like they don't have much of a society at all because they're so independent and kind of self serving. Like they kind of just wander and go their own way they don't have like 
big communities. And that makes for good adventuring. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but again, like, I, again, I've seen the opposite where they do have cities and it's all about art. And like I said, no nobles, just rock stars and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it really does. It really does vary. And it's really up to the DM how you want Genasi represented. And so I think if you're a player looking to play a Genasi in your game, you might want to talk to your DM and be like, well, where do these weird people kind of fit in your world at all? Yeah, you have to figure out a few things like where, like, are you from the city and are you originating from there or are you wandering? Are you like a team of nomads that are just like happen to be this flavor of Genasi that are wandering the earth? You get split up. There's lots of different ways to approach. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, because of their changeability and the nature of their chaoticness they are also a very contradictory race where like um an air genasi might feel strongly one day about something and feel totally the opposite not too much later in life like and then it goes back like they they go back and forth they're all over the place they're very passionate very emotional um uh they they wear their emotions on their sleeves unlike yeah, a lot sporadic. of races yeah um they're not the most Loyal, I guess you could say, just because they're they're just they're all over the place. And again, like they are very self-serving. But I imagine a French, I imagine a friendship with someone who's a Genasi to be very frustrating. Normally, okay, speaking, if you're role playing it in the way that you know the book describes, they are. Um, they're quick to love. They're quick to hate. They're quick to anger. They're quick to laughter. They're just they're all over. They're bipolar. Yeah, they're, they're the bipolar race of the game. <laughs> their they're emotions are the out on their sleeve. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're living in the moment. It sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, because of this, and again, their self-serving nature, they're very rarely religious. They're very much more often uh, drawn to the arcane arts and the martial arts, and it's all about bettering the self, like pushing the art form, pushing the arcane form. Um, because of their innate. Uh, Elemental magic, you're going to see a lot of Genasi sorcerers, even if their uh, ability scores don't necessarily complement it. It just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, they're, um, each Genasi is inherently fused with some kind of magic that gives them uh, a little, uh, like they have like a once a day spell that they can burn pretty much. Yeah, let's actually talk about that. So in in previous editions it's different, but we're going to talk mostly about fifth edition. So like in... So the air genasi, they they what they get the levitate spell? Yeah, mingle with the wind. I think it's called. Is that the feature? Is that the name of the feature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it casts levitate. Yeah, you get a cast levitate once a short rest or once a long rest. Uh, I think it's once a long rest, and it, okay. it's uh, it's you pick an object. Um, if it's willing, it uh, doesn't have to make a save. It just goes up thirty feet, right? And you can kind of uh, determine where within that thirty feet. You so can and put you the just object. get that. You get that at level one, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so I think I had it from the start. Yeah. So, so yeah, you just get this innate ability to do some wind shit. Yeah. And, and you could do it, it on yourself. You could do it on a, I did it on an enemy one time mm -hmm. and, uh, they saved out of it and like fell 30 feet, but it, they didn't, they landed in like water. So it, oh, it, yeah, it didn't matter. Remember that. Cause you could do technically like if they, um, if they fail to save one turn and, uh, and then pass the save the next turn, they would take like 30 feet of falling damage. Yeah, absolutely. And so, that's definitely how I would use that spell. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, in fourth edition, Air Genasi got a once a short rest ability to fly for, I think, 50 feet. That's so which cool. Which is really cool. I wish that um, the fifth edition one had that because uh, I always try to use the mingle with the wind to like propel myself to places. And you can do that, but it... It takes multiple turns, doesn't it? Something mm, like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, 
it's just hard because I, I want to like do a big jump basically is what I want to do. Right. Like once per like, like you get it once per rest. It, it seems like you should be able to do a little more with it. But I, I agree with that. I think the the tying there. I think the tying of their element to specific spells while being very traditional thing thing, uh, a traditional D&D thing to do. Uh, tieflings do it. ASMR do it. Yeah. Uh, other races, I'm sure, like uh, elves, they get the same kind of stuff. I think it's also a lazy way to build a race because, like, it should be a little bit more than that. But, uh, but I mean, you do get other things like air genasi don't can, don't need to breathe. Yeah, the unending breath. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, you just hold your breath forever, and it doesn't matter. You won't die. Um, I had a, a lot of fun. Um, for the uh, for the listener, um, when Will was running his campaign, I played an air genasi in it, and. Uh, it was a fighter, um, really cool battle master fighter. Um, it was really fun to role play. And I would just be like in tense situations be like, I hold my breath. <laughs> and then I never have to remember to not hold, not exactly. unhold my breath. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't think Air Genasi get a resistance in this game. Do you? Did, did your? Air no, Genasi I don't remember one. Okay, in in fourth edition, each Genasi uh, soul type, and that's what they were called. You are either Storm Soul or Wind Soul or whatever. Oh, cool! Which is a really like cool way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would resist. So, like an Air Genasi would resist cold damage. Nice fire, fire, uh, water. I think resists acid and still does. Oh, cool. Um, and then earth resisted. I think they used to resist force damage, but I might be misremembering that. It doesn't matter because they don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, earth did not get like pass without a trace, which is that basically they can, as long as they're walking on earth, like they don't leave any type of trace if they cast a spell. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, water. Genasi. Almost considered the earth. Genasi. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah. Yeah. You got close. Yeah. Um, I like them a lot. Yeah, I like the Genasi in general. Although I think Earth is probably my least favorite. Okay. I think Air is the most commonly the most common favorite I usually see and my personal favorite what's available right now. Um because Storm's better. But um <laughs> then I think fire and then water and then earth. But that's just me. Um so fire genasi get resistance to fire and they get uh the produce flame cantrip, which is really cool. Yeah, that's fun. And then I I think level two or three they get burning hands as a spell, which is also really cool. Um, water genasi, we talked about they, they resist acid. They, uh, they, obviously they can breathe underwater. They can breathe underwater. They, they can't hold their breath. They need to breathe, but they can breathe underwater. Yeah. So for application yeah. purposes, my air genasi can be underwater for as long as your water genasi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're unconscious. I found out that you can't be unconscious and use unending, unending breath. Oh, so if you got mm. knocked out and knocked in the water, you would drown? Probably. Oh shit. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Unless someone um, saved you. Yeah, exactly. Um, water Genasi, they get the shape water cantrip and create destroy water later. At that seems level. really cool. Do, can, yeah. can you do ice with that? Do you know? I don't think so. It probably falls outside so. of the, you need like water, water. It needs to be water. Create and destroy water. Like you can get, you can get rid of an obstacle maybe. How much does that affect uh, area wise? You know, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure the spell says exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little tired, and I think it's time we took a short rest. I think we should. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, listener, and welcome to the part of the episode where we do not talk about what we were talking about and start to talk about something else, which is us and you. Let's talk about you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Can't uh, can't say enough how much we... Uh, like seeing all of the feedback and everything that we've been getting. Um, it's, it's really great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, uh, we're, we're hoping if you're enjoying the show, you spread the word and to help uh, promote that. We're also, uh, running a contest. Uh, we're giving away three hero forge minis completely customized to your customization. <laughs> and, um, d- in order to enter the contest, all you have to do is tweet a link to an episode of the show or a playlist or just uh, one of our websites and uh, with the hashtag DungeonCast and you'll be entered to win one of the minis. We're pulling three names on July 4th, so you have until July 4th to do this. But yeah, spread the word. Yep, follow us on Twitter at the DungeonCast and tweet out that link uh, with hashtag DungeonCast and you will be entered to win a Hero Forge mini. Please do it and help spread the word about the show. We really appreciate that. Um, we don't really uh, get too many uh, too many things out there to help promote, but um, if you could help us out, that would be wonderful. You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Dungeon Cast. You can search for us on YouTube. Just search The Dungeon Cast. should come up. Um, any podcast app, you can find us on there. Uh, if you have an iTunes account, uh, please uh, put some feedback on there for us. We really appreciate that. That really helps people out in the iTunes charts and things like that get noticed, and it would really help out the show. Um, do we got anything else for this for this part of the episode? No, I think we're good. I think we're good too. So why don't we uh get back to the show? That's the word. Let's get back to the show. Right. Welcome back everybody. We just took a short rest. Yeah, we did. I feel okay. I feel okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? Genasi? Um, yes, we were talking about Genasi. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and I wanted to ask you Number one, uh, the, fir- the first character you ever rolled was a Genasi. You chose Air Genasi. Um, so I want to ask, what attracted you to the Genasi? Why did you decide to play them, and what was your experience like? 
Uh, I really love Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. as I mentioned yeah. on the show in the there past, <laughs> and uh, I was looking through the uh, player's handbook as recommended by you. Say, hey, take a look through here and see what it is that uh, jumps out. And I was like, oh shit, the four elements. Like, I'm yeah. really. I think I was just getting off the Legend of Korra. I was oh, okay. just finishing up that show when we first started playing, and I was just in the spirit of it. I was like, okay, let's see. What would I want to do? And I was looking at the abilities, and like, it's like, oh, man, it would be really cool to role play like an airbender, kind of, that has like this idea of um, of freedom and like, mm-hmm. um, like kind of, uh, not necessarily, I don't want to say balance, but I was going to run it as like a, a, a neutral good character. That right. It was just like... Uh, yeah. Like in the spirit of a Genasi would want to um, kind of shape their uh, their skills and really make them like the master of something or a few things. You know, they really uh, I made them into uh, like raised by dwarves. So it ended <laughs> yeah, up being uh, like a blacksmith and a fighter and uh, really love to like make the weapons and armor that they took into combat and used to slay enemies. And so I thought it'd be really cool. And uh, what I really didn't take into account, into account when I was role-playing this character was the influences from the other characters that would kind of help shape this person. Right. So um, <clears throat> it, it it ended up kind of getting away from me a little bit, which was nice. It, yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Uh, this character, Rowan, took shape and form in like its own way and yeah. became kind of something else while yeah. still embodying all these ideals. So I tried to I tried to keep true to like this even though there's no other genasi around or anything like that. Yeah, really I try to kind of keep keep it like <laughs> my inherent like uh my subconscious choices that this character is going right. to make as like is this in line with a genasi even though there's all these extra influences from outside kind of pushing this character one way or the other. Right. I'm still a genasi and those things are going to come out. Right. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. Um I thought air would be one of the best uh, to pick because of its uh, um, like air or water are more adept to like changes and things like that as an element. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they shape and form around whatever comes into contact with them. And I thought that would be really good for this adv- as a new adventure to the world to kind of let it take and shape. And that's would also help me stay true to being like this character. Right. Right. Okay. Well, and and I love I love your your air genasi character. That was really cool. And it's actually hilarious that he's a genasi raised by dwarves. That's so bizarre, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's um, got a lot of heart. So so we we talked a little bit about how the genasi as a general people are very changeable, very adaptable, very capricious, very selfish. Um, but there's also differences between the four of them. And like for instance, air genasi are known to be the most nimble. The most mm-hmm. sneaky, the most uh, like free spirited, and yeah. uh, again, probably the most changeable of the four. Yeah, my my character is like low key into free running. Like I was able right. to do some free Which running over sense. some buildings. Like if I was there, Genasi, I'd fucking free run too because like you weigh half the the weight of what you look like or whatever. Yeah, and and um, my I obviously put my stats. I dumped them into decks and things like that right, just right. to like help help kind of. Uh, boast that yeah yeah absolutely um the the fire genasi are known to be impatient and very quick to anger yeah, passionate yeah, very passionate yes um the water genasi are known to be the most patient and the most wise usually um they're usually also the ones most likely to have like they're, they're the most cunning um cunning okay. cunning cunning is is definitely how i would describe them i voted them um, most likely to heal in um, high school scheming they can scheming? be scheming as Ooh, well like um, kind of evil 
Uh, they could be. I mean, they're definitely self-serving, which kind of that comes across as kind of nasty. But okay, um, I always the, like taking uh, the Avatar elements. Like, like mm-hmm. water was always really like community based, right? So that that and, was kind of cool too. Yeah, and you could totally do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think uh, of all the Genasi that are. Um, of all the Genasi, the ones that are most likely to be religious might be the water ones. Because yeah, I always pictured them wisdom. as clerics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and oh yeah, and and, and to, to add on top of this, uh, air Genasi, much to reflect their nimbleness, they get a plus one to dex. Right. The wa- the water Genasi get a plus one to wisdom. I believe the fire Genasi get a plus one to charisma, which makes sense. They got powerful fiery personalities yeah uh earth genasi tend to be the the strongest sturdiest builds and they tend to be the slowest to make decisions they're the most considering of genasi they're the least changeable um stubborn and uh they, yeah they tend to be stubborn yes yeah absolutely a really cool that's that was one of the reasons i wanted to play an earth genasi i was like i want to be like this kind of stubborn guy that's like yeah no i want to do this and i want to do it this way and i want to like charge in yeah kinda. i can see yeah i can see earth genasi being like that much like a dwarf like i break <laughs> down the door yeah yeah much like a dwarf <laughs> yeah exactly um the let's talk a little bit about racial relationships with uh with genasi they usually do most of their uh intermingling with humans okay and they tend to get along really well with humans nice because they're a lot like humans yeah they're probably one of the closest things to humans yeah despite looking so drastically different absolutely um in all my experiences uh you don't see a lot of them interacting with other races i think elves don't have a lot of patience for them because like elves already don't have a lot of patience for, for anybody. humans, because <laughs> humans are to them like ever changing, overly ambitious, overly this and that, and like the genasi are just that more so. So it's like I imagine elves find genasi very childish. These little annoying, impatient flashes in, yeah. in the live stream. <laughs> I, I think I think dwarves and genasi probably would get along pretty well, just on on the artisan side of things. But um, they probably don't like the fickleness of Genasi because, again, dwarves aren't fickle at all. They're quite the opposite. Yeah, they, they stay in one place and yeah. they, they like to do what they do. They say do. what they mean. They mean what they say. Mm-hmm. Their, their opinions don't change almost <laughs> ever. Um, another thing I want to talk about real quick, and this is something that uh, was in 4th edition, and it was called Dual Manifestation. You could take a feat to get an extra manifestation. Sometimes Genasi could change their element. Oh, what? Um, Sometimes they'd be willing, sometimes not. So like, maybe they were born air, but something happened. They became a water genasi at some point. What? Yeah, it, and there was a feat where it's like you could take an extra manifestation, and uh, at the end of a short rest, you could change it. it what? You would you get the benefit like... of the other one instead of the one that you started with. So it's like preparing spells almost. Kind of, kind of like that, yeah. And then later on in 4th edition, there was a paragon path called Elemental Tempest, where you could literally... Uh, exude two types at once oh so like shoot. at like storm and fire like you're half storm and half fire like and you could do storm and fire shit that seems like, super complicated yeah but it's also really fun. also cool. seems and, yeah, I, awesome. and i hope it makes a comeback because it's not something you could do in fifth edition but i'd like to see some dual manifestation <laughs> shit. this is my fire hand <laughs> this is the hand i back slap bitches with <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> much exactly <laughs> um the oh uh i don't think we actually mentioned this we should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode um well, we did kind of. We're not in the player's handbook anymore. We've moved outside of that when it comes to races. And this race can be found in the Elemental Evil Player's Companion, which is 100% free to download from DungeonsAndDragons.com. Um, they release this simultaneously with their adventure 
um, the Elemental Evil Adventure, I think it was called. No, Temple of the Elemental Evil, that's what it was. And they decided to release this PDF, which I think you can get a physical copy for, but you have to pay for it. But the PDF's free, and it has four races in it and some new spells and stuff. And yeah, so if you're interested in rolling a Genasi, like, it's totally free. You don't have to buy a book. Sweet. Yeah. Really cool. Um, I think I'm pretty much done talking about Genasi. I don't really have too much else to say. Did you have any questions? Um, no, I don't really, I don't really have too many questions. I feel like this is one of the races I actually read up on the most just because when I was like right. trying to get into D and D, this is what I was looking at in the player's handbook the most like, oh man, I could play a dwarf. That seems awesome. Oh man, I could, I could like, uh, play any of this stuff, but that, that's what jumped out at me the most. And I feel like they're really interesting, especially, uh, there's like a lot of elemental stuff out there, mm-hmm. you know, in, in pop culture and things like that for you to kind of incorporate into your role playing experience. But yeah, just like working with your DM is probably one of the best ways to flesh out a Genasi character. Cause you don't yeah. know, you don't really know what's going on with the Genasi in there. Yeah. And Genasi are very like, they're very open to reflavoring. Um, I mean, they're so changeable as it is like it just, in their appearance, there's a lot you can do with the Genasi. One thing actually I, I meant to bring up earlier, and I'm glad I remember it now, is in fourth edition they actually had um, abyssal Genasi, which was because in fourth edition lore the elemental chaos was the only thing separating the abyss from consuming fucking everything. Oh shit! So like the elemental chaos touched the abyss, and because of that, there were Genasi that could be influenced by the abyss. And uh, basically what it did was it kind of like inverted and corrupted their element. And they only did it for the four main elements, uh, fire, water, earth, and uh, air. But um, but yeah, like there was like plague soul genasi and caustic genasi. What the Cinder hell? soul genasi. And I think ash might have been the other one. Yeah, so... Oh, that sounds wild. And they were, like they were the... pretty cool. Like, they, this came out, like, way later, 4th edition. So maybe we're the we'll negative see that squad. Too. Yeah, we're the negative squad. We're the bizarro Genasi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, my point here is that, like, Genasi are inherently um, influenced by their environment heavily. They're just so changeable, much like the elements. Like, they can be shaped... By I what see. surrounds them. Okay. And, and, and so, so what you might want to reflavor your genasi depending on like the setting you're, you're playing in. So I guess I did come up with a question there. Yeah. Um, like I, I know we talked about in the dragonborn, like if a dragon came across a dragonborn, what would happen mm-hmm. if a genie came across a genasi person of like the same element? Is it, are they more forgiving in, in terms of like genies? ignore their children so drastically they're inconsequential to them oh like yeah genies are just so <laughs> self-serving just might be like oh hey yeah squish yeah well i <laughs> if mean that's if their they're, if, yeah if they're nasty like that but they're more likely to be like oh that's interesting you're one of mine hmm moves on yeah right that's how genies are they're, okay genies are dicks <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we're done yeah let's call it a game all right we'll talk to you guys later thanks for listening bye, bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. 
And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.